0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the place where we discuss all things communication. This is Guide to Awesomeness, powered by Coldwell Banker, Ronan Realty. Hello, everyone. I'm joined today by a interesting man that I've had the uh, privilege of meeting a few times. He is David Greenspan, the CEO and founder of Mindshare 101, Inc. and VP of KITS, Keep In Touch Systems. He's a real estate coach and a consultant, and he's the host of the Mindshare podcast, and he's also a strategic marketer. David is focused on helping realtors build Mindshare to transform and expand their real estate business. David, thank you for joining me today.
1: Uh, my absolute pleasure, Jonah. It is a, uh, an absolute blast to be here. It's uh, good to see you again and a big happy new year to you. You as well.
0: Just to get things started, so those of our listeners that aren't aware of the work you do, what exactly is Mindshare 101?
1: We are a uh, coaching and training company for the real estate industry we like to err on the side of, uh, well, not following the sheep mentality, but more so pushing back against it a little bit, uh, poking and provoking our audience to to help everybody drive a lot more business. And so really looking at systems and processes and strategies and, and technologies and marketing ideas and breaking it all down to try to simplify for people and not just simplify the idea itself, but the what and the why. In this case, it's about the how. So the implementation around how do we actually take what we're learning? How do we actually take what we hear from You know, some podcast host or some guy on stage and say, okay, that sounds like a great idea. Seems like people are doing really well with that. How do we take that and actually break that down and implement it into our business? Does it fit our business? How does it work for me? And so really what we're all about with Mindshow 101 is, you know, a mix of uh, speaking. We're very fortunate to be invited to a lot of uh, major events, major conferences to get on stage and share a really good, valuable message to people with a whole bunch of actionable takeaways. And then that progresses from big keynotes to getting into actual group training, being able to roll up our sleeves with our audiences and and get into more specifics around specific topics and again, implementation of those topics. And then, I mean, all of that transitions really nicely into the one-to-one coaching where now not only we're working with a big audience or a group where we're able to have some conversation, but now we're really getting into the specifics with one individual, creating a very custom-tailored approach to how they do their business, what they do in business. And ultimately, the goal is always to help everybody grow their business. So whether we're working with big groups. We're working with big audiences we're working with individuals. Ultimately, it's how do we take that person or those people and get them to their next level in both business and life? Uh, And there's, there's a missing link right there, right? A lot of times, a lot of people focus on goals around business and what they can achieve in business and where they can go. If you can't really take the personal side of your world as well and make that better, it's going to be tough to make the business side better. So we, we really take the blend of the two, put those together and help everybody create a very customized plan to help them achieve the goals and, and surpass those goals so that you know, at the end of the year, when they look at success, it comes in a very well-rounded form of, again, both business and life.
0: I love that. That's an awesome explanation. I mean, it's really detailed. I'm sure that the rest of this conversation is going to be just that. But the one thing I think is really cool is the fact, like you said, it's the how. It's the fact that we're not just looking at what it is you need to do. Because when I reflect back on concepts of education, school teaches you what to do. And some aspects of it, they'll teach you how, you know, when you're younger. But then when it comes into the level, when you get higher, you know, college, university, university is teaching you the what and the why but then college is teaching you the how. And Mindshare is exactly doing that. It's teaching you not only this is what you need to do, this is why we know it works, but here's how you're going to do it.
1: That's a real important piece of it, right? I mean, there's a lot of times where we hear a lot of great ideas. I mean, I'll tell you, Jonah, this this for me, you know, 17 years ago when we opened up Kids Keep In Touch Systems, which is our marketing company, you know, we had a good fortune of speaking to a lot of different agents from across the country, both north and south of the border, and hearing the struggles and the challenges and hearing the Great ideas, but at the same time too a lot of misconceptions around what does work and what doesn't work. And people who want to, you know, find ways to grow again, grow themselves, grow their business. Well, much in the same, if we don't explain, you know, what and why, then to even get to the how is is next to impossible. But once you understand the what and the why, well, we, we really need to break into that how. You need to understand the step by step because if you don't, now you end up throwing a lot of money away because there's not a proper plan to execute ultimately what we all want, and I mean, as we talk about it from a marketing side, as we talk about it from a, a coaching and a training side, is when you learn what it is that you are supposed to do, that you understand how to implement it. And once you implement it, you're going to find different struggles along the way as well. You're going to find things that work. You're going to find things that don't work. And going through that process, it's all learning. And I mean, th- there's the beautiful thing about life, right? Is the trajectory in life is always about trying and failing, and then trying again, and failing again. And if you notice what's happening every time I say fail, we're actually growing. And it's wild because the paradigm there needs to change a little bit from people's mindsets is that life really is about a lot about losing. It's a lot about learning what you can do to be better the next time. Well, if we don't know what and why, then we don't even know what we're focused on. If we don't know how, then there's never any step we can take to get there. Combine all three of those together, and now, again, you are learning and losing. And learning and losing. And for everybody tuned in right now, don't take the word losing out of context, right? Learning to lose is important, but much the same having a mindset around we either win or we learn, we don't lose, right? So when we look at it and we say, well, learn, lose, learn, lose, I mean, you could replace that word lose with anything. It could be trip, it could be, you know, don't do it right, it could be make mistakes. But as long as you put in the effort every day to learn a little bit more, implement a little bit more and get that much better at the end of the day like let's say we take this end of the day and call this a 365 day you know year you've won right cuz you've gone up you've tried a whole bunch of different things right and i'll tell you man you know we're lucky to be uh to be able to be on that journey with so many people and to be part of it and to watch it i mean you can see the smile from my face right it is exactly what brings such success to our world is watching the success that others have
0: that's really cool and that that's something that i know i personally enjoy as well you know being being a martial arts teacher that's part of growth is the fact you know i see people you know you screwed up all right didn't work that time so let's try it again don't stop going you just got to keep moving forward and keep keep that upward momentum going
1: listen the first time you teach somebody something are they going to do it right of course not so but are they going to try again and that's the big key. If they try mm-hmm. again and they put in the effort to get to there and to go, hold on a second, tell me more. What else can I do? How can I be better? Hey, that's growth right there. Exactly. That's rewarding for everybody involved. Speaking towards growth and speaking towards trying new things.
0: I know I've heard you talk about it before, but what are the different communication touch points that not only real estate agents, but anybody who's trying to levy the market that, that their audience is a part of? what can they use? And why is it important to use more than just one?
1: Yeah. I mean, great question for sure. First, when you look at it, depending on the different business that it is, really depends on what kind of budget, right? And and that's really where the start of this whole conversation comes from. What is the budget? Because if there is zero budget, then there's going to be certain communication channels we've got to really emphasize on. If there is some budget, then we're going to mix a few more communication channels in. And then again, if you've got a big corporate budget Well, it gives us other opportunities. Let's stay isolated though for a moment here in the real estate world. Let's look at the entrepreneur world. We're looking at what we call solopreneurs, people that are starting their own businesses, just them. They haven't got a team of people. Or it's that small business that again, hasn't got millions of dollars to spend on marketing on a regular basis. Well, Looking at those audiences, okay, we're talking the small business, we're talking about the entrepreneur, solopreneur, we're talking about the real estate professional, and that could be realtor, mortgage broker, loan officer down in the States. These are people that are, are running their business. I mean, you could be looking at law firms, uh, insurance agents, car salesmen, salespeople. You're looking at people that are trying to connect with other people. And again, we're not talking a big brand. So when we break it down, there's really only seven ways to communicate with another human being. Seven. That's it. You've got a mix of active and passive touch points. So when we look at the seven, we've got in-person, by phone, and text message. Those are what we call active touch points. You cannot, Jonah, send somebody else to meet with me. If you want to have coffee with me, you've got to come have coffee with me. Like if you book that coffee, it better be you showing up. Because if you send somebody else, you're like, well, I just, you know, decided to send Judy. Judy's going to sit with you and have coffee today because I couldn't make it. Well, like, why'd you book it in the first place? There's no relationship developing, right? And I kind of say that facetiously. I think everybody understands the whole logic behind that. But you look and say, okay, so in person, I've got to be there myself. Phone calls. When I call, again, I'm not going to have somebody else call on my behalf and say, like, David would like to know how you're doing today. No, no, no. That That's that's up to me to call. And then we talk about the text message. And this is this is one of the most sacred communication channels we still have and i know that sounds kind of crazy but you know when you really think about it do you have my cell number and if the answer is no ah think about that why don't you have my cell number well maybe our relationship hasn't gotten tight enough maybe there hasn't been enough built there together therefore you're not going to get that cell number but the minute you get it don't exploit it don't start making that a spam you know type of channel where you're just going to be mass messaging me all the time because i'm going to turn you off whereas When you have a text message and a cell number and you actually text somebody, I don't even need to say, hi, Jonah, it's David from MindShare 101. How you doing today? No. Yo, dude, how's it going? And you know immediately who it is because you've also got me in your phone. That's relationship right there, right? So again, from an in-person, a phone call, and a text message perspective, these are what we call those active touch points. This is where the the professional needs to be involved, the person, because you're connecting with other people. You're building relationships. And I don't care what business you're in. You could be selling widgets. You could be selling real estate. Whatever it is you're doing, the reality is you got to connect with other people. If people don't like you, they will not buy from you. It's that simple, right? Right. Now we've also got the passive touch points and the passive touch points are we're going to support the active because I can't be doing the active with you every day. I've got a lot of people I want to talk to. I've got a lot of mind that I want to build out there. I'm not going to talk to you every single day. So I've got passive touch points that go on in the background. And those are things like leveraging my mail. So direct mail, actually sending something to somebody's mailbox, leveraging my email. So again, sending something to your inbox. And, and, and I want to stop right there for a second. When you look at the cell phone and I said, that's a very sacred space, right? That is my personal space right there. You have landed in my text message. Not everybody gets to land in my text message. I mean, I don't get to land in everybody's text message either. It's just the way it goes. Well, when you look at mail and you look at email, they're both also very personal spaces. That is my actual mailbox. Nobody else is going to be looking at my mailbox. My neighbors aren't looking at my mailbox. That's my mailbox right? And, and you could take that for both and say my physical mailbox and you could say my inbox. Those are both my spaces. Those are nobody else's spaces. So I know when I get that stuff, it is for me. Now, we're all aware as how much spam we get in both of those mailboxes. It is there. However, again, when we talk about building relationships with people, if you can land in both of those spaces by supporting, right? So you're supporting now, you're leveraging email, you're leveraging direct mail. you're leveraging both you don't know where I'm looking. You don't know where I'm paying more attention. You don't know where I'm spending more time. You don't know. And in a world of noise the way we've got these days where we see over 3,500 advertising messages a day, and that doesn't include the massive amount of, of spam on social media that we see, right? We're getting hit with a lot of noise. So now to you, the business owner, whatever business you're in, What are you doing to break through those barriers? What are you doing to really create the connection with those, you know, that lowest hanging fruit as we call it, the people where your relationships sit? Because again, the relationships where the business comes from, right? So what are you doing to get there? So because if you're just putting up a spam message, then it's for everybody and I'm not feeling the connection with you. So again, where I'm going with that is you want to get into their personal space. So as we look at when I get together with you, it's just you and me, we're in personal space. When I get on a phone call with you and it's just you and me talking on the phone, we're in a personal space. When I send you that text message and it's just me and you and I'm like, yo, dude, we're in a personal space. Well, the mailbox and the inbox also become personal spaces. So those are two of the passive touch points because now I can leverage both of those channels to deliver a business message. I'm not there when you get it. You can delete it or throw it out if you want to. I'm not going to feel bad about it because I don't even see you doing it. I just know and assume that you saw me. Well, again, when I call you, when I talk to you, when we go for coffee or whatever else, send you a text message, I'm not going to talk to you about business the whole time. But when I send you that piece of mail or that email, hey, there I can deliver a business message. No problem. Throw it out if you want to, right? But I got the message across. I'm supporting my efforts, my active touchpoint efforts. I'm supporting those with some passive touchpoints. These things that just show up. The last two, So we've gone through five of the seven, okay, in person, by phone, text message, direct mail, and email. Now we look at the two last ones, one being social media, and social media really falls on both sides of the channel here, right? It can be active and it can be passive. So if you're actively engaging with people every single day, which you better be, like if you're not, first, you're missing an opportunity. If you're spending instead of actively engaging, you're blowing your money. Okay, the first step in social media is to engage with other people. I don't even care if you post something right now. I just want you to go through when you're going through. Don't stalk people. Instead, go in there and actually click like. Click love. Make a comment. Nice dog. Or, hey, where is that restaurant? Ask a question. Get engaged with other people. Picture like walking into a coffee shop and not saying anything to anybody that you know. You wouldn't do that. You got to get in there and you got to make conversation with people. Otherwise, they'd look at you and go, why, why didn't Dave say hi to me? Now, on social, can they see that you're scrolling? No. Can they see that you're stalking? No. But if they can't see it, nobody else sees you and therefore you're not really there. Well, if you're going to spend your time on social media, get involved in the conversation. That's step number one. That's how you make social media work for you. Speak with other people, Period. You want to network with new people, go into Facebook groups, find a group about something that you like, be it karate or what'd you say, jujitsu or taekwondo or, or, or whatever the art that you're practicing is. I don't mean to mock that. I'm saying that seriously. Uh, for me, it could be hockey. It could be Harleys. It could be whatever. Go find those groups. Could be gardening. Could be taking walks by the river. I don't care. There's group for everything. There's groups, plural, for everything. Go take part in those groups. Talk to people, make conversation with people. The more you make conversation, the more you develop a relationship, the more opportunity you have, maybe to start talking a little bit of business, maybe when the time is right. Right? So again, from a social media perspective, the first, first step, it's got to be an active touch point. You've got to be involved. Once you do that really well, and you get to the point where you decide, you know what? I can go and post some content as well. I've got the nerve to do it. I'm confident enough to do it. And you're posting up some value, right? And value, value is broken down as motivate, educate inform and inspire. Pick one of those, motivate, educate, inform, or inspire. And that's you delivering value. Well, when you deliver value, people take value from you. They may want to come back and see more. So as you've got a really good social media presence going on now, now we can look to start spending a little bit of money on it if we want to. But we've got to be hyper local to where we're spending the money, meaning we've got to be targeting a specific you know, demographic of people. And I'm going to put that on a shelf for a second and say the seventh way is the website, right? And this is something that your friends and family are not going back to. They might visit once and that's it. But like, they're not going there anymore. They know that you exist. They'll just call you. They don't need to visit your website. Whereas the random strangers, for example, those people that see you on social media, those people that maybe you run ads to, where I just put that on the shelf. I'm going to take it back off now and say, I'm running ads to these people. Well, where am I driving these people? bang, we got to get them to a website. We got to get them to a landing page. We got to give them some more information. We got to give them some desire. And if we give them some desire and we set it up properly, we could probably grab an email address from them, another passive touch point, and we could continue to market to them. So, I mean, all seven ways flow together to support one another. So again, in-person, by phone, text, direct mail, email, social, and website. So now we're using all seven of those, right? And now it's, well, why? Why can't I just use one? Well, again, we go right back to that. You don't know where I'm looking and when I'm looking. So better off that you try to build enough mindshare to put yourself in the right place at the right time, even though you don't know when that time is. This is about delivering the right message across the right channel to make sure that people do see you, they do know of you. And again, when they're ready, they will reach out to you. I mean, we're trying to build up that top of mind, intuitive, instinctive reaction, right? Right. For example, in this game, they think real estate, we want them thinking about you. How do we do that? Again, use all seven channels.
0: That's great. I love the idea, the fact, like you said, that it all connects together. And the one thing I got to say that I've really enjoyed, and I'll, I'll say this, I guess, to all of my guests that are listening, is that I'm learning so much more. I'm learning so much more about so many different things related to, you know, marketing, related to business, related to all of these things and I just I hope that our listeners are hearing what's happening and they're understanding that it's it's important and it makes sense. It works. It's proven to have worked before and it's going to continue to work. Yes, there's going to be growth and change, but if we continue to use these skills and utilize the tools that are in front of us, we're going to be able to to make everything work the way we want it to.
1: You know what, man? I mean, There it is, right? Leveraging the tools in front of us. I mean, here, if we speak about another tool right now, and as we talk about, you know, connecting with people and communication, and I bring up social media, I bring up email. When we look at it, uh, you can post a variety of things. You can write something. You can put a picture up. You can do like this with voice, and you can do video. As we talk about tools, I want to encourage everybody to really, really, really think about the tools that you have at your disposal. Look... Society and reality is what it is at this moment in time in our world, okay? And, and we're going through some unprecedented stuff and everybody's got their own thoughts and, and their own concerns about it and, and to each their own and everybody's entitled to feel how they feel. There's nobody that should be questioning anybody else. Just it's a crazy time, okay? All that being said though, what we're doing right now by talking to each other, we're also taking that next element of seeing each other, yet we're not in the same building. Now, when we look at business, it's how are you going to connect with more people? How are you going to build more relationships with more people if you are not going to be in the same place as many of these people? Now, looking at those seven ways to communicate, we just really talked about how you can do that. Much the same though, and and, and I'm not going to throw this in there as an eighth way of communicating, but I am going to say that video is of the utmost importance these days okay? This is what's going to allow people to see you, to be able to see your inflection, to be able to see your mannerisms, to be able to see if they do like you, to be able to look you in the eye. And especially if you're on the sales side of things and you're asking somebody a question, you'd much rather be able to look them in the eye and and see, are are they nodding in agreement? Are they flinching? Or are they busy scrolling Facebook right now, not really paying attention to what you just asked them, right? Because if you do want to close a deal, you better be able to dig for the need. You better be able to figure out, what do these people actually want? What do they need? How am I going to satisfy that need? An example here would be like you got a, uh, a potential buyer and you're asking them if they're pre-qualified. You cannot see them because you're not using camera. Well, if you can't see them, they can tell you whatever they want. If you can see them, they can still tell you whatever they want, but at least you get to see a few more of those senses, not just hear them, but actually look at them and go, is this person like, are they legit right now? Because if you tell that they're not, and they're totally not paying attention to what you just asked them, and they're like, yeah, 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 I can afford that. Well, you're going to be spinning your wheels in mud, doing a whole bunch of work that probably isn't going to go anywhere. And look, Joan, that's one example of why to use video, right? We could go on and on about the fact that it's going it's to help people connect with you better. It's going to help you add more value out there. It's going to help you put your marketing message out there better. There's a number of different things that it can do, but it's, I, I want to encourage everybody, if you have not taken advantage of your camera yet, do it now. I just put this out there to my community today, our Mindshare Masters community. And I said to everybody to, you know, and I made a suggestion, go and open up a private Facebook group, okay? A group that nobody else is part of. Just open up the group. Invite like your spouse or or family member or like best friends, somebody who you can like, you drop the guard with, you, you have no guard up with this person. You know, they've seen you at your worst. They've seen you at your best kind of thing. The whole play on this is, To get used to being on camera, open up the Facebook group. Now you can practice putting video up on social media. Nobody will ever see it except for whoever's part of that group. Could be you and one other person. You'll be able to go live in that group. Nobody will ever see you live, but you will be actually live. And what are you doing? You're practicing how to be on camera, right? You're just getting comfortable with the whole play on it. So now, yeah, when somebody does want to inquire with you, instead of just doing a phone call, you can say, you know what? Let me set this up a quick. Whatever, Zoom meeting, Google meet, Microsoft Teams, doesn't matter, whatever platform you want to use. Let me set up a quick meeting. Let's get on camera together. Now, again, you're you're maintaining control of what's going on in that particular instance. You're helping show that person on the other end that you got this under control and and you're the right person for the job.
0: I love it. I like that idea. I'll be honest. I was pretty comfortable right away being able to hop on camera. You know, I I got told on a Friday, hey, on Monday, you're doing a video. And that was it. That was my warning. (laughs) And I didn't know what it was going to be until that morning, until that I was doing the video. And I just, I found jumping in head first and just going for it was, was the key to be able to be successful in doing it.
1: Hey man, that's, that's where I started. I remember that. I remember the first video I did It was brutal, <laughs> just totally brutal. The sound was brutal. The lighting was brutal, you know, but the point is you, you just do it. And I think that that's the other thing too. And I love the fact that you just brought that up is that everybody's so concerned about what they look like, what they sound like hey, if you got up this morning, you looked in the mirror, let me tell you on camera, you look and sound the exact same, right? So just have fun with it. You know, the other thing too is that what happened this morning is already old news. It just is. So the video that you put up today, like this morning, it's old news. People put up so many videos this afternoon already that like your, your morning video, big deal, right? And I don't say that to downplay the fact that like, so then why do it? Which sounds totally contradictory to what I just said about get on camera. The reality to it all is, Every, not everybody's doing it. Lots of people are doing it. In fact, I'll tell you, most people are not doing it. And that's actually what creates a lot of opportunity for those that want to, is to understand that most people are not, right? And one thing you always hear from me, and and you've probably heard this before, but don't be most people, right? Because if you're not most people, you're actually going to stand out. People are going to pay attention to you, right? You know, the fact is not a lot of people are using it, but there's a, a wonderful opportunity when you do get on it. And because things are old news so quickly, to go out and do something today, my encouragement to you is record it, post it, and keep moving. Do not overanalyze it. Do not look at it a million times because you will not post it. We got our our, uh, Monday morning vlog that we've been putting out now. We just put out video number 293 yesterday. That's a lot. That's 293 Mondays in a row. Okay, that's a lot of video outside of all the podcasts and the lives and all the trainings we do and all the stories that I do. I mean, we are on video like crazy. Okay, but I bring that up because I don't look back at those videos. I don't like in the moment. I know the message worked. I know it resonated. I felt good about it. Great. Let's get it out, because if I sit there and analyze that thing, it is not going up. Right. So you just keep moving.
0: I do the exact same, right? I'll go in, I'll record a video and I'll just, okay, cut that small part there at the beginning, cut that part at the end and send it. Yep. Because if I watch it, it, I'm not going to like it.
1: No, totally, man. I'll I'll tell you now, like I've had so many things that I've done in the past where there was one, uh, we call it the pizza video and I was doing some comparison about pizza and how much People who make pizza make versus how many how much money realtors make anyhow whatever point is we did this whole thing and, and you know I I, I played that and I look back at it and I go you know like it was a good message there but I could see everything I did wrong there was another time I was at Disney World with my kids and I got off you remember the ride the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah do you remember that ride Jonah yeah okay. So I got off the ride and for some reason, my mind was going, I was thinking about farming, like realtors like to farm and, you know, talking to strangers. Then I like started like talking like a pirate and it was like, I played the video and I put it out there. It got wicked traction. But man, I still sit here right now and go, ah, I can't believe I ever did that. <laughs> so you got to step out of your comfort zone, just do it. You know, the other thing too, for for everybody right now to help everybody be a bit more comfortable is is, you know, looking at the fact that most people are not doing it. And then looking at the fact that for almost 24 months now, we've been in the situation that we're in, you know, there's so many people that have started video that still haven't perfected video. And I don't think any of us have ever perfected anything. I think you can always grow and learn and do better, but there's so many people tripping over themselves. It's the right moment to step in while everybody else is tripping trip. You, you won't stand out like, oh my God, did you see what he did? Oh my God. Did you see what she did? Nobody cares. Everybody's going to look at it as normal because everybody's trying to do the same thing. Exactly. I could go on about video. <laughs> really though, the,
0: what's, what's interesting is, you know, the, I've had these other questions lined up and I feel like we've kind of answered them already, but just, I guess, to break them down a little bit more so that way we can go into a bit more detail. Moving back into social media, what would you say to someone that is afraid to use social media for their business?
1: What does that mean? Afraid of social media? Like putting themselves out there? Yeah.
0: And, that, right, we've, like I said, we kind of talked about it already. And I, I think it's already been said is just, you know, try, just do it, fail, fail big and continue to learn.
1: Look, I, I, I was being a little bit, you know, whatever on that question. I, I totally get the question. I really do. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's a great question. I mean, I've been asked, or I, I've, I've asked that question so many times, like, why aren't you posting? You know, what are you scared of? And first, we know something. And again, the world has proven this over the past 24 months that fear, Fear is the biggest motivator we have in life. People will give up money based on fear, right? Fear of what may happen, and that's really running our world these days. And you know, when you look at the societal issues, you microsize this thing right into social media for a minute. You know, people are scared. They're scared of what other people might think. Um, they're scared about what other people might say. They're scared that they're not going to have enough value to add. And you know, one thing I want to remind everybody too is—is—and and I'll ask you, like Jonah, did you scroll Facebook yet today, or Instagram, or anything? Have you been on, like, just at all? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Right. Uh, normal, normal. Normal part. I mean, it's what two o'clock part in the afternoon. That's part, let's call part it. of my job. And, you know, you'd say if you're in business. You, uh, but my point is, like, you probably opened it up, and most other people who've got an account did as well. So the question to you, and really the question to everybody right now is: Before you went on, did you say to yourself? I am about to go find the most important, most valuable piece of information I have ever seen in my life. No. Absolutely not, right? Absolutely not. Nobody does that. Everybody just picks it up out of habit. Most people don't even realize that they're on Facebook until they realize they're on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like It's like a nervous twitch for a lot of people these days. We've been programmed that way. That is why no matter what, If you look down at your Facebook icon right now, you have a notification. It may be a notification that Sally commented on Bob's post and you're like, I didn't even comment on Bob's post. Hell, I didn't even see Bob's post. Why are you telling me about that? They can be that random. But the social media platforms know that if they put that little notification, we're going to pick it up and we're going to look, right? That's what they've trained us to do. So people do that. But the reason I bring that up is because you do it out of habit. You do it out of of just doing it. You don't do it because you were looking for the most important thing to say. So the people that are scared to post, remember something. Everybody else is doing the exact same thing you are. They're getting on social media. They're scrolling with no purpose whatsoever. They're wasting time. And as you are doing that, you are being exposed to the content that other people are putting out could be about their favorite book. It could be about a puppy. It could be about a property that they sold. It could be about anything. So why not just be part of that noise? It's free. It's free to set up an account. It's free to post. It's free to connect with other people. It's free to steal other people's content. It's free to comment on other people's posts. It's free. You don't need to spend money to do this. In fact, if I was spending money to do it and having somebody else post for me, like content that I never came up with, content that I had nothing to do with, that would scare the shit out of me. But if I'm going to post something about playing hockey, it's really not that scary. And, and maybe I get one like, maybe I get a hundred likes, maybe I get 500 likes, maybe I get 20 likes, who knows, who cares? I'm not doing it for the vanity metrics. I'm doing it to share about me a little bit. I'm doing it to try to build a relationship with more people. I'm doing it because I'm scrolling on these platforms anyways, and I'm seeing everybody else. So why not let other people see me? Oh yeah, but again, here we go. The whole circle starts again. Yeah, but I'm scared. I don't know what to say. So here quickly for, for everybody that doesn't know what to say, okay? I want you to think about your lifestyle. I want you to think about who are you? What makes you, you? Think about it, okay? We're going to come up with five to 10 macro topics right now. Who are you? I'll give you an example for me. I like sports, okay? So I could say sports is a macro. In fact, I could go even a little bit specific, more specific than that and say baseball, one. Hockey, two. I already mentioned Harley's, my Harley David, three. Family, four. And we'll go coaching, five. Because I not only coach professionals, but I coach baseball and I coach hockey as well. Okay? So there's five macro topics. Well, now I got those five macro topics. Let's turn those into like 50 pieces of content. How? Well, go and find five to 10 micro topics for each one of the macros. So let's talk hockey. Well, I could tell you about, I coach hockey. Tell you about my son plays hockey. I play hockey. Talk about different types of equipment and you know what to do, you know, how to fit skates or how to fit a hockey stick. I could talk to you about the Maple Leafs. Hell, I could get into the stats on the Maple Leafs. I could get into the stats about Austin Matthews being the top scorer. I could get into whether or not we're gonna make the playoffs this year. I mean, that's that's eight topics right there. And, and I could keep going on just hockey alone. Now I know there's people going, yeah, but how's that relevant? Why, why does how does that add value? Well, again, it's about me. That's it. It's what I'm interested in. You're going to tell me there's not somebody else scrolling Facebook right now that's going to be interested in hockey or a Leafs fan? Hell, you could have people that are not Leafs fans that are other teams' fans and they are still going to comment on my posts because they don't like the Leafs. Beautiful. We got a conversation going. Isn't that what it's all about? So again, the action step here. If you're thinking to yourself, I have no idea what to post, I want you to think about your lifestyle. I want you to think about what makes you you. Come up with five to 10 macro topics. Jonah, what'd you say? Forgive me, jujitsu?
0: Yeah, uh, jujitsu. And then it's uh Kenpo karate. So those are two different art forms that I teach.
1: Beautiful. Can I like coin both of those as martial arts? Sure. Okay. So one macro for you is martial arts. Okay. Now we go into micro jujitsu and then the karate and then, you know, what belt, and then, you know, how you coach other people to do it. There, there's four micros right there under the one macro. So we start to think about who are we we start to think about our interests. We go, okay, let's let's high level that and then let's break those down to these nitty-gritty little things. And then going backwards a few minutes to our conversation before is I could type that out. Went to the Leafs game last night, big win, whatever. I could give you a picture of me standing in front of the, you know, the ice rink with my hands up, like, yeah, right. I actually did that a couple like about a month ago when I went to the game. I could even do a video. I can actually pan the arena and show you. So there's three different ways to execute on the content. So we've just come up with your lifestyle list, macro and micro, and now you break it down. You say, okay, well, I got seven days a week. So Monday is going to be motivation. Tuesday is going to be tips. Wednesday is going to be like, you know, wealth Wednesdays. Thursday could be a thought or a throwback Thursday. Friday could be a fact. You know, Saturday could be funny. Sunday could be family. There you go. We just got high level topics. So now I go, well, what day is it? Uh, It's Tuesday. Okay, cool. I'm going to give a tip about something. What? I don't know. Let me look at my macro micro list. What's relevant right now. Now we got content to post. So look, I go off on a tangent about the social media thing, forgive me. The idea here though is for anybody who is fearful of posting on social, again, whatever business you're in, always think to yourself first, personal, because the line between personal and business is totally gone when it comes to social media. So if you're going, yeah, yeah, but I want to grow my business, or remember something, especially if you're in a service industry, if you want to grow your business, make sure that people like you. How do you get people to like you? Find common interests. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. It just ain't the way it works. It's going to be people that just don't like you. It's okay. They're not your people. You don't have to serve millions of people. You got to find your people, your target audience, your niche, as we call it, and satisfy them. I
0: love this conversation because like, like I said at the beginning, you know, it's, it's in depth and it's thorough and, you know, you talk about going off on tangents a little bit and you know what, that's okay. Cause I think in the, in the end, all the information you're giving is, is important and it matters. One of the things that I've read up on you is you talk a little bit about the concept of hustle. How would you define hustle and where is it best used?
1: Uh, first, I would say that the, uh, the concept of hustle is, is definitely overglorified. It's overused. I think people take it out of context, right? When it comes to hustle, I think that oftentimes a lot of people think that hustle really breaks down to like, you got to go every minute of every day and you got to be go, 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 and you can never stop and don't take a vacation and nobody does that. No, 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 not at all. Hustle in my mind is another word for effort, right? You got to put in the effort. You've got to know that it's not just about spending money on some gimmick, um, but that you know success in life comes down to effort, it comes down to will. Read a, a, a really cool book uh, recently, in one of it it said, uh, and I, I, I try not to flub this, but it says, you know, President Kennedy, when asked, uh, asked one of his advisors, you know, this was obviously many, many years ago, you know, what's it going to take to go to the moon? And, uh, or, or one of the advisors asked him and his response was simply the will to do it. And I thought that was gold right cuz the will to do it that's all it took and yes you could say well it took a little bit of science and you know all sorts of other stuff to get there but again where does that come from that comes from the will so now we we tie that back to hustle and we say well you know do you have the will to want to take your your life and your business to the next level and i think that we're all born with that i think that most people you know and this is the good most people are driven to want more right and and maybe that's the the society we live in to want more but People are driven to want more. Well, you can want all you want. If you don't put in the effort, you don't hustle each day to get there, you can want it, you're just not going to get it. The difference is for the people that get up every single day, they put in the time, they put in the effort, and they do hustle throughout the day. And and so as you break it down and say, well, again, what does it mean? Well, look, the big picture is this. First, if you want to get somewhere, you got to know where you're going. Right, you you have to. I mean, otherwise you're going to be driving aimlessly in circles, and you're just you're not going to get anywhere. So the whole thing is, it's like if I said to you, you know, Jonah, come over to my office right now, right? Like, could you actually come over, Jonah? Probably not right now, but yeah. Yeah, let's make, let's say we made a time and the time worked, right? Could you get here? Of course. Okay, but but how do you know where you're going? I never give you the address. Oh, there you go. Okay, so I got to give you an address, right? Okay, cool. So let's say I give you the address, and you're like, okay, I'm going to come. But you still never been here before, what would you do with that address?
0: Probably have to put it into
1: GPS or something to look for it. And GPS, if it told you to go left, would you turn right? Probably not. Okay, right, so you'd follow the map. Yeah. So if we look at it and say, okay, well, how does that, we're like, tie this all together, Dave. Well, here's the deal. The address, you look at it like your goals. The roadmap, the GPS, look at that like your calendar. Okay. now, time, as we say, time is of the essence. And we've got this big thing that we talk about managing time. you got to manage your time, right? And if you manage your time, you should be able to get more done. Well, the whole thing is here, you cannot manage time. You can allow time to manage you, though, because time doesn't stop. The clock is going to keep ticking whether you like it or not. And even if you found a way to hold that second hand and not let it move, that's only your clock. The rest of the world is still ticking. Okay. So time never stops. Therefore, you got to find a way to empower time to manage you. Well, now we look back and say, okay, hustle. Well, I want to hit my goals. Well, then you got to hustle. Well, what does it mean? Well, what I would say to you is figure out what those goals really are. Write them down, understand what it is. You want to lose a certain amount of weight, write down how much weight you want to lose quantify that goal. Okay. So I want to lose weight. Here's how much I want to lose. I've quantified it. Then I'm going to look and say, well, that's what I want to lose this year. Well, man, that sounds like a, that's a, that's a big nut to crack. Like an entire year. There's a lot of things that can happen in a year. Yeah. So let's, let's shrink that down a little bit now. And let's actually break that down to like hourly action items. Okay. So for example, you want to lose weight. I do. And we know how much weight you want to lose. We do. So what am I going to plug into my calendar? Because the calendar is going to be the roadmap to how we're going to do this, right? Because I'm going to take that and I'm going to say, well, if I said I want to work out you know, three times a week, what am I going to do now? I'm going to take three times a week and I'm going to stick it into my schedule and say, this is what I'm going to be working out. See, the same way you said you can't come right now because you got a couple other things going on, much the same. There's your hustle, right? You stick into the schedule that you laid out. That is a direct correlation to the goals that you want to achieve. And now if every day you get up and you operate to that schedule and you put in the effort to operate to that schedule and you follow that schedule, now you're in playing out hustle, right? Because now you're getting yourself closer to those goals that you ultimately want. And if you don't hustle to get there, it will not happen. I mean, as a hockey coach, we talk about hustle right? Hustle means work hard while you're on the ice. Skate hard. Don't just skate lightly. You're playing a hockey game. Hustle. Let's go. Well, same idea in biz, same idea in life. You got to hustle to get to where you want to go. You got to hustle to beat the next person. That's how you win the game. Now, I'm going to say it and I said it off the top. It doesn't just mean work all day and work all night. No. Part of the hustle means schedule that vacation. Schedule that time off schedule those personal things that you want to do with family schedule it all get it done and that is you hustling because now you're making things happen i mean hustle hustle used to be a very uh bad connotation right when we would say like this guy's a hustler well that means that you're going to be taken for some money that you don't want to be taken for but somehow they're going to hustle you we're not talking about that type of hustle we're talking about the good type of hustle of putting in the effort to actually get where you want to go
0: i think it's a An awesome note to sort of end on that idea of, you know, okay, we've, we've learned about what, what the process is. We understand, you know, what we're doing and why we're doing it and what we need to do. And now we're putting it into action in order to reach, reach our goals. It's perfect.
1: That's exactly what it comes down to, man. Right. That's exactly it.
0: Before we go though, I would just, I've got three questions for you that I'd like to ask. I've asked everybody and I just want to make sure that you're okay with answering these uh, three sort of surprise questions.
1: Well, I'll have to tell you after you ask them.
0: (laughs) Go for it, man. The first question is, what is something you do or use to ensure that you are always striving to work productively?
1: I'm going to give you two things. One is, I'm going to give you three things. One is my goals. I'm going to give you four things. (laughs) First, every day, every single day starts off with, with reading my book. I love to read. Uh, I do a ton of reading. I'm reading my book every single day. And that's, uh, that's self-development, right? We get up, we get hungry, we eat, we feed our bellies, but we oftentimes don't think about feeding our brain. And I want to encourage everybody to start your day off by feeding your brain, right? Learn a little bit. Do something. Don't look at email. Don't look at social media. Do not look at the news. Pick up your favorite book. Give yourself 30 minutes in the morning. First, first thing you do, hydrate yourself, get some vitamin D in you, go and read. Okay, that's the first thing. The next thing is, is the goals, okay? Because the minute I'm done reading, I want to go look at my goals. And I'm talking those ones I just talked to you about, those big lifetime goals that I have that I break down to annual goals that I break down to literally daily goals. I look at them every single day. They are tattooed in my brain already. I know what they are. Regardless, I'm going to look at them again and again and again. And it's going to be a daily habit of looking at those goals because the more I look at them, the more they come into life. The next one is, as we talked about, is the schedule. Okay. So it's again, transferring those goals into the schedule. So I know exactly what I got to get done. That's how I know I had to be here today. That's how I know about the other four meetings I've already had today. That's what I know where I'm going after I'm done here with you today. That's how I know where I'm going. That's how I keep up my hustle. Cause I took the goals, I mapped them out and I'm following that schedule. So again, the schedule is right there. That's the third thing. And the fourth one, gratitude. Be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for your health, be grateful for your happiness, be grateful for the people around you, be grateful for what you do have, because there's many people in this world that do not have. Be grateful for the little moments that happen to you in life. We all go through, you know, days, and we all have 24 hours in a day, and and, and things happen, okay? It it happens all of us. Things happen, you know, we thought it was gonna go well, but it didn't go well. We thought we were gonna get the deal, but we didn't get the deal. We thought they were gonna say yes, but they didn't say yes. Anything. We thought that there wasn't going to be any traffic. There was a ton of traffic. Anything. Things can piss us off. Things can set us off. Things can disappoint us. I'll tell you now when you really look at the big picture of your day and you look at all those little things that happen in a day and you write them down and you practice gratitude by writing into a journal and saying, I am grateful for, you will realize that there's a lot more to be grateful for in a day than any of the negative that happened. And you will always come out of your day going, you know what? It was a good day. And that is how you stick to the plan. That's how you get where you want to go. So I had to give you four. I couldn't just give you one, man.
0: That's okay. I, I appreciate the. And I was expecting a fourth one. No way you said three, I thought there's going to be a fourth one.
1: <laughs> you know me, man, I'm full of uh, short answers to long questions. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, sure. That's what that is. What is one habit that has transformed your life?
1: Did I say reading, scheduling, or gratitude yet?
0: I, I think so. I think you've said it, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's I, I can't tell you. Two companies that are both doing phenomenally well. There's lots and lots of stuff to cover off in a day. You know, there's, there's a lot of ups and downs that happen in a day, you know, in my day and everybody else's day. And uh, the only way to stick to it all and get it all done is to really map it out and know where you're going. Um, but it's also to be able to look back on the day and, and, and just remind yourself of, you know, the good that did happen. So, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, question number two or answer number two is the same as, as number one, but that's, that's really what it comes down to, man.
0: That's good. I, I like that. I, I, it's definitely not something that I would say is a bad answer to that question. Finally, with our last question, you know, and sometimes some people may say that this is the most important question. If you could write a chapter in the guide to awesomeness, what would the title be?
1: Oof, that's a great question
0: don't worry, you're not the only person that's been stumped.
1: I don't know. Something about uh, you know how to be the best version of yourself, that'd probably be the title. I think it piggybacks really nicely on, on sort of what we just kind of just talked about, right? You know, to be awesome, something that people need to pay attention to is uh, or maybe stop paying attention to is others' opinions, right? This is where the whole thing of social media and video and everything else comes back into play is, is these vanity metrics. And I mean, this is something that is a pandemic in of its own in society, is the way we look at social media as a measuring stick to who we are. And that's not the case, right? We all have something incredibly special inside of us that that makes us who we are. And we all have value that we provide to many people out there. And like I said before, you're never gonna serve it up you know, 100% of the time to millions of people, it's just, it, it won't happen. Again, not gonna be everybody's cup of tea. And so the whole play here is, you know, blinders on, headphones on, stay in your lane, focus on you. And let me be a little bit more specific there and really also extend that thought to say, you know, and maybe this is going to sound contradictory and I don't mean it to, but when we say focus on you, it's, you know, what is it again you set out to achieve today, right? Go get it. Now, the part there where I'm saying about contradictory is, the power of reciprocity, right? Give and you shall receive. When you go and you help people on a regular basis and you go and put time and effort into you know other people and trying to help them be better versions of themselves and help them figure things out, you know that is the most powerful thing you can do in a day, right? Is really focusing on what you can do for others. And again, it seems interesting because I'm like blinders on and headphones on and focus on you, you know, it's amazing though how again that that is directly in line with really actually helping other people, because as you do that, the universe has a crazy way of coming back to help you. You know, and I'll I'll tell you on my show on the Mindshare podcast, my favorite final question, just like you just did here, was, "How do you know it's been a successful day for you?" And we're batting a thousand. Um, there's not a single individual who ever brought up that they made more money today. It's always about how they helped other people. It's always about what they did for other people. It's always about how they put a smile on somebody else's face. And so if you focus every day on, you know, execute on what your plans are, but, you know, really think about how, how it helps other people, how you make the world a better place. Um, I think that will make you freaking awesome.
0: That's good. Looking at being a better you. Oh, absolutely, man. Is, is the best way to sum that up. Because again, there's, there's a lot of details that are in there, but it's great.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man.
0: This is a, a great note to end on, you know, being a better you using these skills that we've learned, understanding mind share, and being a part of that uh, process and knowing that it does work, not being afraid to step out of your comfort zone and and risking the chance of failure in order to learn more and and doing doing what you love and doing what you what you want to do and and continuing to grow, setting goals and making that hustle happen. All of these things are great key takeaway points and in order to be a better you. So thank you, David, for being on here today.
1: Oh, it was an absolute pleasure, man. Great, uh, great questions. Really appreciate the invitation. You summarized that incredibly well. Thank you once again for the, uh, for the opportunity to be here with you today.
0: Is there any places that would be best that any of our listeners would be able to find you that you'd like to just share before we leave?
1: Absolutely for anybody that uh, that is tuned in uh, by all means uh, you know there's a few different places. first of all we're not hard to find online you can see you know mindshare 101 just hashtag that uh, you find us on Facebook uh, mindshare 101 you can go to Instagram it's actually Dave greenspan 101 um, you can go to our website mindshare 101.com uh, and I will say for everybody you know we've got as, as sort of a uh, an extension of the conversation that we had today even off the top of the show there is a uh, two free guides on the website that I would recommend that everybody grab uh, one of them is the ultimate marketing buy bundle. It is a 31-page ebook. It's got a 90-day social media content calendar in there. It breaks down the seven different ways to communicate. And I would recommend that everybody grab a copy of that no matter what business you're in. Uh, There's also a free goal-setting guide. And so for anybody that has not gone through and planned out their goals for 2022 yet, uh, maybe if you have, or maybe they're high level and you're thinking about them, uh, we got to get pen to paper to bring them to life. And so we've got a a goal-setting guide, which is, again, another free guide, complete with a whole bunch of exercises in there to help you set your goals. Uh, and I will say to everybody, you know, like I said to you before, goals are the address. Once you get that address into the map, your calendar, um, you got no choice but, you know, to hit the goals. And so it uh, it makes life a lot easier and a lot more fun. So I want to recommend everybody go over to Mindshow11.com, download those, connect with me on social media. And of course, if uh, you're into the whole podcast thing, check out the Mindshare podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms.
0: Awesome. Thanks again for being here, Dave, and have a good one.
1: Absolute pleasure, Jonah. Thank you, man. Appreciate the invite.
0: Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts to keep up to date with the awesome people and awesome things we talk about. This is Jonah reminding you to be awesome today and be even more tomorrow.